All right. Well, we don't have to get synced up, so. No. Cool. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> it feels weird. Like, should I go ahead and do the normal intro or are we kind of? Yeah, let's drop it in. Okay. And welcome back to a new episode of MCU Need to Know, a podcast dedicated to the Marvel Cinematic Universe and everything you need to know. I'm Trey. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you right now, as a meta episode, this I'm Jude took me a couple of episodes to figure out how to say my name, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Jude. How are you doing, Trey? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. We are doing something uh, unique this week. Um, we had the opportunity to be in person and what i think we figured out is that i don't know how to do two-person setup <laughs> with microphones uh audio is difficult mm -hmm. it is it's okay um i don't think i would have had it either honestly the, the only reason why <laughs> i my mouth sorry honestly the only reason i've ever gotten this far with this audio setup that i have yeah. now is because of, of streaming and I remember specifically when I first got started in that, I was listening to a podcast and one of the streamers said specifically, there's a reason people go to school for audio. For audio engineering. Engineering. Yeah. yeah. It, it's okay. So out of high school, I went to the artist out of high school. I went to the art Institute of Dallas and I took audio editing class. Uh, well, an audio production class. So I got to learn on one of those really big Mackie mixers, mm -hmm. um, do editing on the old school tape, reel to reel. You know, we had a vocal booth recording. It was fantastic. And I got to learn on Pro Tools. But that was back in 1998, 99. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was a steep learning curve, I think, to get caught up. I mean, some of the principles were the same, but, but, using the digital audio workstations uh principles are the same about learning it again and kind of getting back in the groove um even with that at the Art institute my emphasis was always visual effects and and that side of things so mm -hmm. it wasn't something um that i really concentrated on either even when i went back to unt for mm -hmm. the, the radio television film uh background um i knew it but it still just wasn't something i dove into mm -hmm. so so yeah, it's it's not easy. It, it something that I want to to go ahead and address because I think we've kind of jumped into it. This week's episode is going to be more of a meta episode of us kind of discussing, you know, uh, what we've learned, what we can improve, just kind of discussing the podcast as it is so far. Um, we're actually re we've jumped ahead and recording this with still three episodes left of Daredevil to go, but in the release order, we would have finished Daredevil already. I didn't need to share all that, so I'm going to back up. So, so we're we're recording. This is going to be episode 14 of the podcast. Yes, yes. Right. I think right. you just saved it. Yeah. So this is episode yeah. 14. But what I wanted to transition to is you were talking about how, you know, audio wasn't your focus, right? Um, with streaming, I, one of the things that I think I've learned in doing this podcast versus what I did with streaming is that so much of streaming. I was doing things on the fly and mm -hmm. good enough was fine to just keep going because it was iterative where I would stream, you know, every day for five days in a row. And so it's different to shift gears and feel like I wish I would have focused more on learning some of that audio stuff mm -hmm. in the beginning yeah. because yeah. I have the time now to like yeah. take time and, and make sure the quality sounds good for the yeah. podcast. Well, I have a similar feeling. Just what I was saying about the artist student stuff. Um, the editing that I learned, I enjoyed, and I, and I felt like I jumped right back into that fairly easy. Mm -hmm. um, 
but the um, using the compression using um the eq all of that stuff i didn't dive deep into it because that's not what i was really interested in and going for mm-hmm. um you know i i was interested in astronomy so i took the astronomy classes for my science rather than the acoustic classes mm-hmm. which looking back i should have taken the acoustic classes <laughs> um, and, and learned a lot about that uh you know so it's yeah audio just came second yeah to me because that's what that wasn't my focus mm-hmm. um and one of the things again i've learned watching a lot of youtubers um audio engineer youtubers and voice actor youtubers um man there's it is really an art to get something to sound good it it really is and like i just recently been looking into getting some usb microphones to kind of like make a portable setup for myself and you showed me um, the guy that did the review on the Wave Three, yeah, Booth Junkie, Booth Junkie, yeah. I I, I watched that video, but yeah. you could tell the the like work that went into getting his voice to sound as good as it did with that microphone. And like mm-hmm. you said, it's a thing of beauty. Like, oh it, yeah, oh, uh, all, all of his reviews are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he he looks at the Blue Yeti and some of the popular things for podcasts and streamers. Um, but then he also looks at some really high-end XLR $1,000 mics. And, and I guess there's also an element of having an ear for it. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you hear that difference? You hear this and you hear that? And I'm like, no, I hear you, man. I hear you. <laughs> I'm just going to trust you on this one. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, maybe I'm just getting it, getting into it too late in the game. My ears are going, I guess. <laughs> I will catch up. But like, and again, kind of on the similar vein of like, of wishing I would have focused more on stuff. It, on the opposite end of that, I I'm a person who is like very like once I learn how to do something, I'll stick in that rut for a while right. to the point that when I was editing this podcast at the beginning, I was using Premiere, Adobe Premiere mm-hmm. instead yeah. of a specific audio. audio. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I was trying to imagine, cause I've used, uh, mentioned the art Institute. So at the art Institute, we are video editing classes. We used Avid's and, um, MC Expresses. Mm-hmm. Um, when I worked at a TV station, MC Express is what we used, uh, which is basically like an Avid. Um, you know, it, it's slightly different, but at the time, it's you knew one, you could do the other. Um, and then at UNT, we used Premiere Pro. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was familiar with all that, and I was just imagining again and having used Pro Tools um and, and seeing the waveform and using that for audio uh, and some of the assignments at both the art institute and unt was like you got to take this song full link song and cut it down and make it sound seamless you mm-hmm. know and, and 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 i got to do those things and i was just trying to imagine you using premiere pro <laughs> to do that and i'm just like there's no way <laughs> like um well i mean again for for music of course but but like yeah but even audio wise mm-hmm. um you know, some of the, and that's the thing that I think one of the things I've enjoyed a lot was, was doing that editing and trying to clean up, um, my very poorly spoken cadence and make it sound smooth mm-hmm. uh, or my stumbling and stammering and, and trying to make that sound smooth. It, what's weird and something that I learned because of the four years of streaming is I would go back and watch my streams in the early days and the one thing that i was always cognizant of is it feels like you're speaking so much faster in the moment 
but when you listen to it in the uh, in the post you know stream or post production right, right. it's it's not as quick as you think so you kind of learn to slow down and like yeah give yourself time so you don't do the ums and the ands yeah. and the, all that yeah yeah i and i mentioned in one of the other episodes i get really bad um with those filler words um like just then uh, <laughs> but the thing that i noticed in editing is i take really <sighs> Sorry, these really sharp breaths for those listening, because those aren't going to be edited out for the example. But like, I take those breaths and trying to remember this, like, oh, I can breathe normal. I can speak normally. I don't have to take a big breath and just get it all out real quick and do that again, you know. And 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 that's something in doing the editing that I'm I'm listening and it's like, oh. I shouldn't even have to be editing these out. Like I just speak naturally, you mm -hmm. know, and that's, that's taking me a little bit of time. I'm still not there yet. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even in that booth junkie video that you showed me, like even him, you could see he's got a, I believe a slower than normal cadence. Cause I think he's just used to working with audio and giving himself that space. Right. But he, like, you could tell it's like a specific yeah. tone that he was going for. Right. And well, I know he's done some audio books, you know? Um, well, and he talks about in any other voice actor, just, him included, but any other voice actor, when they do their video um, about how to get into it, they all say, take classes, mm -hmm. take lessons. You know, um, that's the number one thing. Um, and I, and I, I didn't take any classes or lessons for this. Um, I'm assuming most podcasters don't, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so, yeah, and, and I'm sure it's a trial by fire, kind of learn it. But yeah. That'd be fun. I, I think that'd be cool to kind of look into doing some like vocal classes. Right. That'd yeah. be fun. Yeah. Um, well, see, I think you could do voiceover. Like, like, like everybody says you have the voice for it. I, that would be really cool. Like just work from home, record it, send it out, be done. Oh man, that would be the dream. To, like, <laughs> if I could find a way to turn like creating content, like at home into a job, I would love to do it. Like yeah. that, that would be so much fun. Yeah. But on, on the similar vein of like what we've learned about the vocal performance in editing, Something that I've been picking up on recently is that because I've, I've talked about it, I usually record in a closet except for this setup where we're doing a, a two-person setup. But what I've noticed is that whenever I go to laugh, I've trained myself to kind of like lean back because I know I have a loud laugh. Mm -hmm. And what I like, you can hear my chair squeak yeah. every time I yeah. go back to laugh. And yeah. I'm trying to like train myself not to do that yeah. because it's I've noticed how annoying that's been getting into editing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was one of the things I've moved from an open open room like this just me uh to the closet mm -hmm. and i don't know i feel like my audio has gotten better yeah. because of that um and my setup in the closet is there's a slight hum in my closet so what i end up doing is i sit with my back to the clothes the, the, as far back as i can get and so i can have the sensitive part of part of the mic facing into the clothes that way, any reflection off the far walls of the closet, when it comes behind me, is hitting those clothes and deadening that sound. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's the way I'm going with trying to deaden the sound. Mm -hmm. um, you know, wife doesn't know this yet, but eventually I'd like to put sound things on the other opposite wall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, maybe when she listens to this episode, she'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a, an easy way to kind of like smoother into the idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh yeah we're, i mean we're here we're kind of discussing like things we've learned um from i think from episode one the thing you and i both came out of that episode realizing is that 
we need to take better notes. Yes. Uh, we were actually discussing this uh, two days ago that I'm I, like, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to go back and listen to that first episode because you could see how we, we hadn't gotten to the point where we were writing out um, uh, an outline of the scene by scene for Daredevil. And so you could tell in that first episode, but as we've been moving forward, I, I really like how much our note-taking has improved. But one of the things I've noticed is as we've gotten I've done this and our notes have gotten better, our episodes have gotten longer. And we've been worried a little bit about the length, but we've came we've come in I think at the same time, roughly that hour twenty, hour to thirty mm-hmm. each time. And and so I and I think I think the reason for that consistency is getting better at that notes, having that scene run down uh, in a detailed way that that you do that um and having clear notes in terms of these are the points i want to make sure that gets made uh for these scenes mm-hmm. yeah um and it's so funny too because like you said hour 20 hour 30 mark uh it, i feel like yeah our episodes have been getting longer but as we're editing i think we've both come to the agreement like we don't think it's um what's the word i'm looking for not gratuitous, but like we like we feel like the episode's worth the length. Like it doesn't feel like there there's any fat to it. Right. Yeah, I'd agree. And and I'd say well, I'm looking at some of the podcasts I listen to. Um and they're over an hour sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when it's con- when it's podcast of this nature. Mm-hmm. Um there was one that I've been listening to called um not as consistently called Sky Talkers. Uh, and they're talking about Star Wars and the Clone Wars episodes that just came out and Rebels and all that, uh, Mandalorian. Um, and those were hitting the hour 20 mark. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like I, I have podcasts will go up to two, two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess it's just one of those like when you're the person created, you're always going to be a little self-conscious about it, making sure right. that you're respecting that time. But yes. I, I, I appreciate it. I will say, though, one of the very first feedback uh comments we ever got was from mark lar who listens to the podcast and he messaged me and he's like oh man i i love how the episode is under an hour that's perfect and that was episode one and i said don't get used to it (laughs) because i think i think from there i think it went from like 42 minutes to like 58 minutes to an hour and 10 an hour 20 and so on well that's what i was that's what i was saying i think as our notes got better um we gradually got longer mm-hmm. you know uh but we found that i feel like we found that sweet spot mm-hmm. um you know uh and i mean it makes sense right i mean if, if the episode itself is about an hour mm-hmm. um and then we're talking about the episode adding our commentary to the episode it's gonna you know it's it's gonna be longer than the episode itself right uh makes me nervous for endgame <laughs> oh no well i mean that's a good point we haven't gotten to to that but like kind of teasing that part of our outline eventually we're gonna not do just tv shows and like you said these movies which are right. two hours plus i do we do scene by scene or do we shake up the way that we we handle it because that's going to be a beast in yeah. itself it is and we and i think we talked about it and you had some ideas of well no i'm thinking for like like the new movies mm-hmm. coming out about doing briefer podcasts, initial reaction podcasts, then a separate, a little bit more in depth mm-hmm. on it. Um, and who knows? Maybe that might be the way to go on these movies. Uh, except they've been out a while. Yeah, you, you know, and, and and that's the um, or to break it up and do it in parts. Mm-hmm. You know, episode Iron Man episode one, Iron Man episode two. Mm-hmm. You know. 
Um, yeah, because I think we we both agreed that whenever it comes to this podcast, we're not going to be the first to like provide an episode for the new stuff like we want to like our thing so far has kind of been doing the deep dive really taking the time to right discuss what we're watching and when it comes to when movies start coming out again you know i especially once we get to the point in what, what is it 2021 when there's like a new marvel movie every other month like yeah was it was it, let me think black widow's november mm-hmm. eternals took the february, february. spot um Shang. Yeah. I'm forgetting. Like, like I had I had it down and then COVID. Yeah. Uh and, and then I and I lost it. And then the um, world changed. But yeah, I mean eventually it's gonna get to the point where it's every other every other month there's a new Marvel product and it's just not gonna be feasible to go multiple times to the theaters to, right, to like to, see to, it. To do that. Yeah. yeah. Um so that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Well, you know what's gonna be interesting is to see the changes of how do these hit streaming services and rentals faster? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because right now it's they hit DVD rentals like Redbox, and you can purchase online, um, like Amazon Prime, you know, buy to own three months after release date. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just wondering if they're going to speed that up. That might be the case because I mean, like, part of the appeal of the Marvel movies is that you watch the previous one to get ready for the next one, right? And well, I mean, then again, would they want to eat into their own? I mean, there, I think there's a point in the schedule where you could potentially watch three Marvel movies in one day. Like, I think they're all going to be in the theater. Well, yeah, especially I mean, if if one has a a Black Panther type run, mm-hmm. right? That was in the theater almost a year. Wow, wasn't it? I know for sure it was through Infinity War, I right. think. Right. Well, and when I say in theater, we're talk- I mean, I'm including like dollar theater. Yeah. Right? Like, like from, from day one to you could still find it somewhere. Mm-hmm. I want to say it was close to a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, and and didn't they also, because of Oscar considerations and stuff, they might have had a re-release I think that's as well. It, they brought it back, yeah. Yeah. So you never um, know. Right. But I mean, yeah, especially but if you have that kind of run, um, yeah, you're going to have multiple movies um, on top of the Disney Plus shows. Oh, man, I wouldn't even factor in the Disney Plus shows. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's funny how when we started this podcast, we were both kind of like, should we start this now or should we wait for Black Widow? And I think we're, we're in this beginning part. We are kind of trying to to find ways to sustain sustain us in the beginning, but eventually we're going to get to a point where we just have like a, a plethora of right. Marvel content to yeah. choose from. Well, and that's and that's the other thing is right now, um, like I said, this is episode fourteen we're recording, mm-hmm. where we still have three episodes of Daredevil to go. Yeah, so that's three weeks of recording and once a week, um, and that's going to have to shift to. Um, a more topical or more you know it comes out and then that next episode needs to be current mm-hmm. um you know with the disney plus shows and then the this in the movies mm-hmm. so so yeah that'll kind of change uh some some of the way we do some things yeah um although i'm enjoying doing the daredevil i really am it, i mean as far as the like what we've learned section of this guideline we're going through like 
I don't know if this is a cheating answer. What I've learned is like, man, I feel silly for not watching Daredevil yeah, yeah. Uh, when it was coming out. Like I forgot how much I love season one. And as yeah. we're getting closer to the point of season two, I'm I'm not ready to go through it week by week. Like I know I'm going to want to binge what I haven't seen yet. It. Yeah. Uh, okay. I think Daredevil, and I know you haven't seen it. Daredevil season three is my favorite mm-hmm. of the Daredevils. Um, for the longest time, Daredevil season one was my favorite because it's it's like what kicked off that whole universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like Iron Man, or for me at least, I feel like Iron Man has to be in that top ten, close to top five. Because if it wasn't for that and that didn't work, you don't have the MCU. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of same thing with the Star Wars world. You know that for, you know as much as I love Empire Strikes Back, this New Hope kicked it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember watching season two of Daredevil and thinking, man, this is fantastic. I love it. And, you know, uh, and then I saw season three. He's like, no, this one's the best. This one's it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but it does, it does. And you brought it up before the interesting point of just that if it's not, you know, we did that on the off chance that Charlie Cox comes back into the MCU. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we did that in the, in, in the sense the MCU proper drives it, you mm-hmm. know, um, but I don't know. I feel like as Marvel MCU fans, it's okay to jump back into those. Yeah. Um, and all that, again, part of this, what have we learned? Um, well, it goes back to that tweet response of like, you just let your fandom be your fandom, even though it wasn't your fandom mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with, the, with, the, with the Spider-Man thing. But it's kind of the same thing. And like, like I, you enjoy these and they might be a kind of an offshoot of the MCU, no longer canon, part of it, however you want to say it. Um but it's still fun to imagine that what if or what could have been. Mm-hmm. In these. I mean, it is in the spirit of the comics because I think comics, the, they have their mainline runs and then they do have these little spinoff what if yeah. issues. So yeah. that, that kind of fits yeah. into the the film TV realm. They have at the comic shop here down the road. Uh, I was in the other day and I didn't pick it up. I, I wish I, well, I didn't pick it up because I thought I was going to make a run back to the shop today and I didn't get to. Uh, but they had the the collected work of man without fear daredevil man without fear and born again uh which this heavily borrows from and i'm gonna try i'm gonna try and pick that up that'd be awesome yeah well you know it's we talked about this earlier this week um part of me has been wanting to resubscribe to marvel unlimited again um to read daredevil to kind of Mm -hmm. like add to the the knowledge that we've picked up from the show but right. I can this. I guess maybe this is another thing that's always kept me away from comics. Like I can never tell if I want the comic or if I want the TV show slash movie to be the way I get introduced to concepts, mm-hmm. or if let the comic be the thing that introduces me to the concepts. Because like I've already I've already bought into the MCU side of it. Right. Should right. I wait before I dive into the comics? My answer. I'm okay. My answer is going to be this just because I know what our outline is. Um, I think you should do the comics after. Okay. <laughs> so hold up on that Marvel Unlimited <laughs> subscription. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, man. well, yeah. Uh, so now it is a fantastic subscription. I had it briefly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I'll look into it. I'll, I'll get it at some point, especially if we ever get to the point where, you know, this audience grows and I can take some suggestions from the people listening about, Oh, that would be great. Yeah. What what are comics that I should try and start with? Yeah. So, 
Uh, I do have one more question in the what we've learned before we move on, because you you mentioned that Daredevil season one was your favorite for the longest time before three. Right. Has going week to week changed your perception of the show any? Yes. Positively or negatively? Negatively. Really? Yeah. That that feels like a bummer. Uh, well, in well, and I feel like we talked about it a lot with that AB cadence mm -hmm. and there was really that sense of like, Oh, this is an A episode. Um, and I liked it, but there was a, those a episodes. There was a lot we didn't like. Mm -hmm. Um, and so in, in that way, I, I think just the binge watching it made it for a better viewing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. It, and I think it was a few episodes where we said where they kind of, did things really fast and almost jumping around mm -hmm. um, to kind of tie these storylines together. Whereas like, okay, you had this main storyline for the episode, but we have these other characters. So we're just going to do this really quick. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice that as much when I'm just flowing one episode to the next. Mm -hmm. Do you, or is there any part of you that's worried that that might affect season two or three or too hard to tell until we're in it? I think that's too hard to tell mm -hmm. until we're in it. Um, because Daredevil, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I would put this first season of Daredevil within the first wave of bingeable shows. I would think so. And so I wonder if if it's less of a a testament to Daredevil and more of a testament to the 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 form of releasing all at once. I wonder if as a whole it got better moving forward. Right. Well, I'm wondering when when did binge watching become a thing? Because this came out in 2015. I would say to me, I would say House of Cards. That's when I started hearing binge. When did that come out? I can quickly Google it. Yeah, let's. I, well, just because because I remember watching Daredevil season one over the course of a weekend, mm -hmm. um, and and I don't remember using the term binge watch. Maybe I did, mm -hmm. um, but it wasn't. I don't know promoted in that way. First episode was February 1st, 2013. Okay. So it predates. Okay. So, and I remember, like I said, binge watching that. So binge watching, you're right. This probably came out very much in mind of that culture of binge watching things. Mm -hmm. um, and as creators, you know that, you know this. So, you know, and uh, which episode was it? Let's see. He is the episode, it's the episode where... Uh, we really liked. Was it condemned with yes, him and, and him and Antoli, uh -huh. right? Um, Vladimir, right? Yeah, Vladimir Antoli was one lost his head. Um, <laughs> but we we ended with the cop. You know, put your hands up. We began with that slow mo, bringing us back into it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you do that because you know you're skipping the credits and just jumping right back into it, right? Uh, on a binge watch kind of kind of thing. Um, Whereas in a week to week, well, because we even talked about it yeah. in that episode before, where it ends with "Hey, put your hands up," and then it go to the next one. Right. I mentioned I, that I didn't because that was episode five, and I mentioned not liking because it felt like none of the characters made any choices. Yes. And it was just like, a, and this happened, and this happened, <laughs> and this happened, and you didn't get any of the. Because I mean, storytelling is all about the cause and effect. Because this happened, then this happened, right? And that first part was missing the 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 cause, which came in episode six. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. And, and well, like you said, the AB cadence, and they're meant to be watched together. 
Um, and when you take that away, you know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So it did, it did. I mean, it's not that like I, I dislike it right now, but it, I would say, yeah, it did impact it negatively in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. Well, also I would say one last thing, um, on me, and I want you to say the answer to the same question. Uh, but I, I think the first couple of times I watched it, I just watched it without a mind of a critical look mm-hmm. either. And so I think that also had that impact. Mm-hmm. So what about you? Did that change how you, you're viewing? Because you've seen this one already before. I've seen it already. And my first impression, the, the first go around, like I was in love with it. Like I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for season two. And in this this rerun that we've been doing, I, I think what I've come to learn, and I'm sure we'll discuss this once we talk about our overall thoughts in the final episode, is I think it's a fantastic show that shows its warts when slowed down like we've been doing. Yeah. Okay. And, but that, like, I can still appreciate it. Like, I don't know if this is a, a, a great way to compare it to, but it would be like, you know how some people listen to podcasts like at that half speed or full, like two yeah. times speed, right? Two times speed. Yeah. It feels like that's what we're kind of, we're doing half speed here with daredevil. So okay. it's not fair to like do it. So that makes sense. So I can like, I can see where it's faltering, faltering, but I I'm still okay with it. Like yeah. it hasn't been yeah. too upsetting. I'll be honest. I can't, I've tried. I don't know how people do it. I can't. If you were listening to our podcast at two times speed, how? Yeah, please explain. <laughs> um, now, I know in class, like some teachers will do, where, where I work, some teachers will do a podcast in class and they'll do to speed it up for class time mm-hmm. and double to speed it up. Um, but they also try to get a transcript mm-hmm. to have the kids as they can read along yeah. with it. And so I get that. But just to listen and double the speed, just because mm-hmm. no i don't like i get the philosophy i can't do it i get the philosophy but i can never do it yeah it was like speed reading i can't speed read either so <laughs> but uh yeah so i i think from there the natural uh, place to go to is like what are you what are some things do you think that we can improve moving forward with this podcast for me i think the easiest one on my part is like i, I definitely want to get better at like audio production whether it be the editing and learning how to use compressors effectively and, and, and equalizing everything, even down to capturing the raw audio. Like that's something I definitely need right. to improve. Uh, yeah. I mean, audio production, whichever mentioned it, um, the physical act of recording. I mean, you're looking at me now and I still get a little weird about, am I too close to the mic? Am I far enough away from the mic? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I get mindful of if I'm getting closer to the mic does is this mic sensitive to proximity effects? So I got to talk quieter, mm-hmm. um, and and all of that, and just having that comfortableness of well, it took me a couple of episodes of I kept wanting to talk to the phone mm-hmm. when I'm talking to you rather than the mic, um, and I think even some feedback was like, hey, you know, you can't hear Jude, um, and part of it was that, like I, you know, and and so like even the physical act of recording mm-hmm. is definitely something i wanted to improve upon and it it's hard cuz like even like for me coming from the streaming background i'm i was used to like i don't monitor my audio like i should while we're recording like that's something that i know i should figure out a way to be able to do mm-hmm. but i'm used to in the streaming environment i could just be like hey chat how does everything sound like i right, had that right, fallback right. and so now i'm kind of like yeah. i've got no safety net so right. I there there's this intense amount of pressure every time we end an episode 
and I come out of my closet hoping something didn't mess up with the OBS recording because that's two hours wasted if something didn't go right. right. Well, yeah, and I've gotten well the first couple of times I didn't monitor, mm-hmm. right? Like I knew, okay, I don't want to clip, you know, I want to be aware of plosives or things like that. Um, see, I was about to say but, but I was going to hit the B hard and well, it's just enriching plosives. Um, but that was something I had to learn. It's like, oh wait, if I monitor it to it, if I monitor it now, um, in fact, there was a couple of times again magic of editing where I did clip, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, 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 wait, let, let me say that again because mm-hmm. uh, I was watching it. Um, but it took me a couple of episodes to get to that level of comfortability, you mm-hmm. know, um, and just an idea of like where I wanted the meter to be hitting consistently and what yeah. that visually looked like. Um, so I didn't have to worry about looking at the numbers, and I just visually would recognize the difference mm-hmm. and 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 picking up on that cue from you like that's part of the reason that i've been looking into getting a new microphone i can't remember if we mentioned it in this recording or not but i picked up the new wave three elgato microphone yeah that was before we started that was before we started so i picked that up and so what i'm going to start doing is hopefully be able to connect that straight into my ipad pro mm-hmm. and i'll be able to monitor my recording from there like that's what right. i want to start doing as my setup moving on so that i can keep the noise isolation of the closet and then still be able to monitor it in there too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's made a world of difference for me. I think once I, well, once I got a, when I got my new computer Mm -hmm. that could handle things more so than what I was using, um, and able to split screen the, let's see, use premiere, um, audition, not premiere. You use Adobe audition. I found, um, this one called Reaper that I, that I really like being able to split screen that, um, with our scene rundown mm-hmm. it has made it a really big help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the other, the other thing I'd like to improve, um, again, the physical setup I have, uh, cause I handwrite my notes now and they can be difficult to read sometimes, uh, not handwriting wise, but they just all run together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to get to where I'm starting to type that, mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I think we can improve on is kind of the incorporation of like social media in a way that instigates more engagement right. from the audience. Right. Um, we, we actually talked a little bit about this through text yesterday. Um, you know, we've been doing Twitter and we've been doing Instagram and, and Instagram has been seeing some success, uh, yeah. but on Twitter, not as much. And so I'm trying to remember his name. Somebody who like contacted you and uh, said, Hey, I'm going to check you out uh, on Instagram. Uh, I can find it here in a second whenever. It, yeah. And it just, I it was like, it just, I had it cause I knew I wanted to mention it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, but you're right. He found it through those promos. Right. On cause Instagram. I mean on Instagram, like those, every time we post a clip of our, our, from our podcast, it gets anywhere from like 30 to 60 views, which doesn't sound like a lot, but for a brand new Instagram account, that's, you know, it took me years before I was able to do that on my, my streaming account. And so that feels really nice. And if I can find a way to mirror that success and expand upon it, that'd be good. And mm-hmm. I, I, I've talked about it. Like I think finding like subreddits, like the defender subreddit, which right. is like for all of the Netflix shows, right. the MCU subreddit, or even going into Facebook pages and like finding groups dedicated mm-hmm. to, to Marvel and and trying to share a podcast there. Cause I, I, I think if we can just put this, you know, in front of the right people, I think, you know, we're doing yeah. good here. That's something I personally need to learn how to do better, that mm-hmm. social media aspect. Um, I've, anytime our main Twitter account, Instagram account happens, uh, my personal gets tagged, I'll hit like, retweet, all mm-hmm. of those things. 
Um, but I do need to find a, a way that I can get more active. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that might, might help. Also, I never had like my Instagram, um, and Twitter is the same at J Hobbit, um, and at Tapstream, uh, right? Tapstream at the Tapstream, at the Tapstream. Okay. Uh, well, I wasn't sure if it was tap or just Tapstream at the Tapstream. The tap um, I, the, the Instagram, I just follow artists, mm-hmm. comic book artists. Um, my Twitter started out of just like, sports journalists and people like to get those updates and like traffic reports. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it expanded to when I started watching you stream pretty regular, regularly um, that community mm-hmm. I started getting followers from them mm-hmm. and, and following them uh, and it, more streamers. Uh, and then as I started getting to podcasts, I was like, Oh, I'm going to start following these podcasters I listen to. Um, so that's the other thing is I don't really have a strong audience of followers even when i do retweet you know mm-hmm. and so so i need to figure out a, a better way i can get my social media active and and even for me because i again coming from that streaming background i have a pretty you know humble humble uh following on my personal twitter account um and i've had conversations again with with mark lar who's, who's provided feedback is trying to find a better way to to incorporate either using the MCU need to know Twitter account or using my, the tab stream because the tab stream has more followers than MCU need to know. But I also want to make sure that that's growing too, instead of just posting everything through my own personal account. So that's something that I right. think that I, I can improve on is, is figuring out ways to utilize both so that yeah. they, they grow in tandem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and we've been pretty regular, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, about promotions, mm-hmm. about pro- about doing promos, uh, you know. At first, <laughs> I don't know why we thought this was possible. At first, like the plan, I think was you were gonna do all the editing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's and I'm actually an episode behind too as we're recording this. <laughs> and and I was just for fun because, like I mentioned, I used to do that. It was like I gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and we actually both, it was episode two, two, mm-hmm. um, episode two of Daredevil and episode two of the podcast. Cause that was when our naming convention wasn't quite settled yet. Before we retroactively it, corrected yeah, it. We, 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 we did what Trey hates. We retconned. <laughs> um, so, Become what I hated. <laughs> again, back to Nolan's Batman. I was just thinking of, he lived long enough. To see something <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no. And, and so like, then we started alternating, mm-hmm. you know, um, but that's something else I can improve on is like doing those and helping with the pro- promotions, mm-hmm. you know? And so I did start becoming more mindful as I edited mm-hmm. of like, okay, I can't just edit the, the episode and send it out. Um, I need to be picking out promos mm-hmm. a- as we go. Um, but I think that would be the next step as well for me of like, okay, I picked out a promo. Um, okay. Now I, let's put it together as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, so, yeah. And I, I, I think th- this kind of works in tandem. Another thing that we've improved on or can improve on is I think our Google Drive organization has gotten a lot better too because you've been posting yeah. the what you think would be a good promo clip in there. And so that's been helping us as well. Right. But it, it, I, to kind of circle back to it, it's so funny how the way we did the editing at first, like I, I was like, oh, I'll do it all. And then I think I clocked it to get a two and a half hour recording down to an hour and 20 minutes it took me four and a half hours yeah and that's just like 
unsustainable for for like one person to do so i'm right. glad we've got to this point where we're, we're alternating episode edits yeah and a thing i think that's also beneficial for that is we learned i'm super aggressive on the cuts mm -hmm. and so hearing the way you edit and the way i edit i think we were learning to kind of come in the middle into uh -huh. a better yeah. a better product yeah because some of the early episodes like you could hear exactly everywhere i cut because i was just trying to cut out every um and and, yeah. and every second of dead air mm -hmm. also i do think it makes a difference of you making that switch to audition because you said it got it got easier or quicker mm -hmm. you can you can zoom into the audio file a lot deeper in in um, audition than you can in premiere yeah. so that makes it easier to see where you can cut and yeah. get away yeah. with it yeah and and I, we talked about this on podcast i felt the same way when i did that switch from audacity uh, and if anybody's listening if anybody's listening those I so. <laughs> well, well i paused myself because and, and really the sentence was going to be if anybody's listening that's interested in audio editing and, and podcast audacity is great mm -hmm. like don't as a as a starting out free daw the digital audio workstation the free daw that is fantastic mm -hmm. um but i felt like i like had kind of plateaued mm -hmm. um well let me let me let me backtrack that just a little bit. There's a lot more audacity can do that I didn't know how to do it yet. But in terms of like getting done what I needed to do efficiency wise, I felt like I plateaued. Mm -hmm. And switching over to the other one um, helped me speed up. Um, and there's so much to learn, and I've kind of committed like this is the one I'm going to spend the time. Um, so even when it's on your week editing, I'm still watching the videos and mm -hmm. trying to find out quicker ways and faster ways of how to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking about the double speed, that's one of the next tricks I was going to start doing is editing sped up. Oh, wow. Because there's sections where it's like, we just talk and it syncs and it's fine and whatever. I can just listen to that really quick. But then if there's a the stammering and all this other stuff, then okay, you know, then I might slow it down. Um, but that was one of the tricks I was... I was thinking about trying to do is, you know, listening to the editing sped up. All right. I take it back. If you're listening to this on two times speed, I see the value now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to learn to do that in my own editing. <laughs> but yeah, and in a similar vein, uh, and, and as far as where I personally can improve, um, you're talking about making the jump from Audacity to uh, Reaper. Um, I, one of the things I'm going to improve is moving from recording in OBS to recording in Audacity. Because if I could just find a way to get my workflow all within one program, I think that'd be easier. Um, the reason that I record in OBS Studio now is when I was streaming, I had all my audio set up so that it was a presentable and, and high quality sound. And it had all the compressors and stuff set up so that I didn't have to do any of that in, in editing. I could just hit record and know that it'll be fine and then do some fine tuning. But if I can learn how to capture better raw audio in, in Audition, I'd, I know that's an area I can improve in as well. Yeah. Well, oh, I just had a thought and it just, it's gone. And with the magic of editing, it's back. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, here's, here's what it was. So what you were just saying on that, and, and we talked about this in kind of the what we've learned segment. Again, just to say it again, getting a good, clean audio in the beginning, mm -hmm. you know, and, and getting what I've learned is getting, trying to get better at the physical recording where my space and all that stuff, uh, distance of the mic, um, projecting, but that's the other thing I still need to want to improve on is getting the best initial audio as possible just to cut down on all this, all the things or, or you have to do to clean it up, mm -hmm. you know? 
uh, moving on from there, I I think we want to take some time to kind of talk about the things that we think has worked. And we kind of already briefly touched on it a little bit. I I, I think whatever we're doing with Instagram is working. It, we've been seeing some um, engagement there. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm really happy with the way that's been included so far. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that's that's been working. The other thing I think is, is working really well. I, I hate to say this because I feel like we're going to listen back to this one day and we like this was silly. <laughs> uh, What's podcasting but, but, for? But, but I really like, I really think our content's working well. Yeah. Like, like I'm really, you know, I mean, I, we, we mentioned the first couple episodes, you listen back and, and with a note taking, but I really do feel like the content we're doing is, especially when I listen to some other podcasts that are reviewing some things. Um, I feel like we know our place. We're not, we'll point out some Easter eggs when we see it, but we're not trying to, you know, be, do an Easter egg hunt. Um, we're really trying to give our sincere deep dive thoughts on stuff. We know that people have already done these episodes before. Mm -hmm. Um, and we feel like content wise, I feel like we're doing well on that and mm -hmm. it's working. And, and as far as like what we think worked, I, in the beginning, before we even recorded our first session, um, I think it's fair to say there was a little bit of a pushback on my part where I, I genuinely didn't think that starting with Daredevil was the right place to go. And I'm so thankful that we did because I I don't know if maybe it was just like if it was still me being not lazy, but having come off four years of streaming, feeling a little scared to kind of jump back into a new thing. But I wanted to wait for Black Widow. But I'm so glad that you you talked me into doing Daredevil because we've learned how to analyze these shows like we've been doing in a way that feels like a deep dive in preparation for whenever the new stuff does come out. And so I think one of the things that works is taking the time to learn the form right in the beginning. Right. Well, the form, um, well, I'd say like, this has been really easy and comfortable this one because we're like, I get to look into the face. It's like, oh, he's done talking. Uh, whereas like, like doing it, you know, over the phone and recording this, there's these, well, you, the listener doesn't know because we edit, we cut it down, but there's these pauses just to see, or am I about to step on them? Or am I not about to step on them? Are you done? Are you not done? Um, I mean, sometimes those pauses go for like 30 seconds of right. us just like, should I jump in? Or? <laughs> well, and, and what I find interesting is uh, as each episode goes, we, that, that those pauses get shorter, mm -hmm. uh, that working together in, uh, that's improved uh, mm -hmm. so much so that we had the bold claim that there was not going to be an intag one episode, and I will never do that again. <laughs> I think that might have been the most intact <laughs> in episode. Uh, but so. circling back to it, uh, the name of that person on Instagram, Eileen KML Seven, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And yeah. so, I mean, and I know it doesn't sound like much, but like within the first month to have somebody like reach out reach out that way feels good and i know we had some baked in which i not to undercut it i appreciate it we had some reach out from the stream community right but we having somebody completely new who didn't know who i was or anything like that that was a good feeling because i remember in the early days of streaming it was like weeks of silence like months of silence before uh -huh. having any engagement so like yeah. within the first few months of doing this that that yeah. feels good yeah yeah, and it's and it's really weird because it, I've I have a friend of mine who has two podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, one he does pretty regular, and he actually so it'd be like if we did two podcasts because mm -hmm. it's the same person. Um, and one they do really regularly, and then one it was like, oh, you podcast twice in March, 
and then you drop your next one in May. <laughs> you know, um, and, and they're okay with that, right? Yeah. And the other one is, is being more consistent. They have the social media for all, for all of that. Uh, and I was asking them, I was like, yeah, do you get, do you get caught up uh, with numbers? Um, which I was surprised by his answer, and I wasn't surprised. Uh, Profession-wise, both of these are priests, mm-hmm. right? And so there's an element of like, he truly doesn't care about the numbers, mm-hmm. right? But And so... But his answer is like, yeah, no, I track the analytics and, mm-hmm. and it's good to have when I get people to respond and to have this engagement, you know, and, and stuff. But but talking with him would made it really kind of help me put put it in perspective of like you're enjoying this. You feel like you're doing good content, uh, which we do feel like we are. Um, again, we'll probably listen back to this in a year and be like, oh, that content was terrible compared to what we're doing <laughs> now. Um, but that's growth. Yeah, it is. And, and, and we're happy with it. And, and yeah, and like I, I've had conversations with him about his experiences on that. And, um, and I even showed him some of our numbers. I just took a screenshot and said, and he's like, Oh dude, that's great. You know, well, that's comforting. You know? Yeah. Seeing like, like as a, as an early, uh, start, you mm-hmm. know? And so, yeah. And I mean, kind of in that same vein, again, me coming from the streaming background, like, if if you're going to make it in that space, one of the first things you have to do, we, te- we texted a little bit about this, is you have to kind of divorce yourself from the numbers right? a little bit. Like right. they are important. Keeping track of your analytics is important. But in that streaming space, while you're streaming, you're seeing how many people are watching you there live. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. constantly, like every time I'm up there live, like it's constantly something that I'm fixating on, even though I try not to. And it does affect how you're making your content. Mm-hmm. So... I feel like I've been hardened a little bit from it. So when we're doing this podcast where we're not seeing instantaneous feedback, it's a little bit easier for me to feel comfortable. But at the same time, like I don't want to be resting on my laurels and not being like just waving away like, okay, well, we're not growing in this area. So I'm trying to have to find like this happy medium between the instantaneousness of streaming and the lack of instantaneous feedback with podcasting. Yeah. Well, my daughters will ask. How many downloads you have? And I'm like, I don't, I haven't checked. <laughs> I haven't checked today. I don't, I'm not ready to look. <laughs> Is it Monday? Because that's the best day. I won't check any of the other days. <laughs> but that, that's when we first started. That was the other thing. Is is where uh, we say what things works. Where I've what I've learned and improved on, and now it works for me. Is how often I check. Because mm-hmm. initially I was like. Check it multiple times a day, within an hour, and, yeah. and and that was really unhealthy. Um, and then as I, you know, and that's the other thing is where I'm going to jump back just a little bit, work and improve. I want to learn how better to read the analytics. Yes, me too. Um, and again, I, as you said, I I don't want to get too caught up in the numbers, um, but I want I do want to understand in a better in a better way what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, part of the reason for doing this meta episode was that not only did we want to kind of have this recorded for our own personal growth to look back on, but we want this as an opportunity for you all to jump in as well. I mean, if you're listening to this, um, what do you think we can improve on and and what do you think's worked so far? And what have you learned uh, about listening to these first 13 episodes of our podcast? Yeah, we'd love to hear it. Instagram or Twitter, (laughs) either way, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah. email as well. Like any feedback would be appreciated because I mean, again, this is a collaborative effort in many ways between you and me and yeah. then the audience as well so that we make sure that we're putting something out yeah. there for marvel fanboys to enjoy well it's interesting i, I mentioned before 
and just a quick side thing as a as a teacher at the end of the year we always do these sis student informational surveys uh probably shouldn't have said that but i'm gonna go with it anyways because that might <laughs> and you could identify where i'm at if it's student knows uh listening but anyways um but yeah it's nice to get that feedback mm-hmm. in, in there so and 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 we get that every year and that helps improve. Yeah. You know, it, it truly, the feedback helps improve. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I said fanboys, fanboys, girls, and, and everyone yes. else enjoy. I want to make sure they're inclusive on that part, but it may be a, a special meta episode, but we can't end without doing our question of the week. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into it. So Trey, has there ever been anything spoiled for you on the MCU before you've seen it? So to preface this a little bit, and part of the reason why we're, I think, both excited that we're getting to do this <laughs> in person is a couple of days ago when we were, were conversing, we were trying to figure out what we should do for question of the week. And you brought to me this question and you were like, you know, I want to do this question, but I haven't had anything spoiled for me. So unless you have something, there's nothing really for us to talk about. And I, for the briefest moment, I was like, do I want to open this can of worms? Because I'm honestly, I'm, I'm not mad. Like I didn't. <laughs> the only thing I've had spoiled for me in the MCU kind of came from Jude. <laughs> so if you're listening, this is episode 14. If you're listening, you know, by this point, I'm not a comic reader. Like I, I, my introduction to the Marvel cinematic universe has been through these movies. So, uh, back in what, 2018 for infinity war, mm-hmm. you would come in, uh, for some holiday. I can't remember. Spring which, break. It was spring oh, break. Spring break. You yeah. were in for spring break and we were just talking about how excited we were because infinity war was right around the corner. Well, you texted me the trailer as soon as it dropped, you were at work and you texted it to me. Yeah. yeah like I, like I was at yeah. work and I ran from where I was at cause I, I worked lawn service with my dad. I ran from where I was working to his truck and I was like, we got to watch this trailer. Like I stopped <laughs> what I was doing to go watch the trailer with him. And I had the forethought when that trailer dropped to download it because by the time that we were about to have this conversation with a spoiler, right? Um, I had done a complete ban online. Like I wasn't looking up anything. I wasn't going on YouTube because the thumbnails were spoiling everything. So I down- oh the list you had when you were streaming of what would kick out of the chat. I had was a huge four page Google document of words that were uh, blacklisted in my streaming uh, bot so that if anybody typed anything related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it would not pop up. Right. And so like, I went to the extreme to make sure that I didn't get anything spoiled. And Jude came over to watch the Infinity War trailer that I downloaded. And we watched it and we're like, oh, it's amazing. And then you started to pers- to describe what the snap was. Right. Well, because in the trailer, it had the Gamora. The, the, with the, the snap of with his snap finger. With the snap of his finger, yeah. And you were like, oh, I think they're going to do the, the snap. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. And so you brought up the comic book pages of Thanos doing the snap in the thing. <laughs> and so I had no concept of, of that coming. And so, again, I wasn't mad. Like, I was like, there's there's so many variations from comics to movies that I right. I wasn't upset. Yeah. But the way that it was kind of like in tandem is the night before I went to go see Infinity War, I just so happened to be browsing Twitter and I I got to this tweet from somebody who had seen it because they were overseas. So they got to see it early and they're like, oh my God, they did it. I can't believe they pulled it off. I love Marvel. Yeah. And I didn't tell you this the (laughs) other day, 
that person was the same person who got the Spider-Man context wrong and said to enjoy your own fan cannon. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> so it all comes full circle. <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah that, yeah that... i god i felt bad the other day when you told me that but but it makes a great story it's a wonderful story <laughs> and and that's the thing that like i wasn't mad then and i wasn't mad in the theater even with the kind of like confirmation of it happening from that twitter right because it there that emotional gut punch like was still it was still there it was still there because i didn't know who got snapped away how the snap was gonna take form in the movie yeah so like it wasn't even anything that crossed my mind so i don't yeah. technically well, consider it a spoiler did like, you did you forget about it no i knew i remember like the snap no no but like in watching the movie when when thor comes in you know, in, in any under any normal circumstances, right? Thor comes flying in, throws um, Stormbreaker, hits him in the chest. Boom, it's over, right? Did you forget that a snap was going to come? Or did you see that moment and you're like, no, it's not over yet? I don't want to I don't want to say I could articulate like I knew it wasn't over, but I know I felt like this isn't right. Okay. Okay, but it but it, it nothing about our conversation or that Twitter post made me feel that way. Okay. That was just like yeah, that, within the movie. That makes sense. All yeah. right, okay. so so nothing was like I said, nothing was ruined for me. Right. I think all we got was just a good story. Out of good, it. good. Uh, but yeah, I honestly I can't remember anything that got spoiled for me. Really? Yeah, like I've been really lucky on that. And and like we said, like again, me being in the streaming context, I made peace with the fact that. I'm going to get spoiled because if you're unfamiliar right. with streaming, uh, you know, Twitch mixer anywhere you're, it's you're live playing games and entertaining group of people. And whenever these high profile movies come out, there's groups of, of internet trolls that like to go and spam spoilers yeah. to ruin the fun for the streamer and everybody yeah. there. So that's why I took the time to take that four page yeah. Google document to try and protect the people as much as I could. But I made peace with the fact that I was going to get spoiled. And I surprised to say I never got spoiled through the streaming app nice nice well i feel like the not just marvel but i feel like you know filmmakers now with trailers have become more aware Mm -hmm. of that growing community that looks at every single frame right and Mm -hmm. and they and they try to do um i don't know the text proof it was the right word their trailers and their content before it goes out Mm -hmm. um and they're highly aware of that um and i think just people society in general you know when especially with like game of thrones when that was out and good mm-hmm. um and people were worried about spoilers on that like i remember listening to espn radio in the morning mm-hmm. and it was herman edwards was on and it was the next day and they're going into a commercial break right like counting down they do mike and mike say their thing and all they had to do is just be silent to go to commercial break and herman edwards just said one it was like one thing he's he goes i just have one thing to say was it night king is that the night king yeah yeah he's like spoilers for game of thrones by the way yeah spoilers for game of thrones i'm just assuming you're seeing it uh if not it's not worth it but he says the night king has a dragon and then it goes away and like this is the the next like the next day you know and 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 i know they even talked about it in later episodes episodes later shows on mike and mike how like 
people on working the morning radio Mike and Mike were pissed because they had no idea. They hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. It, you know, and I mean, this is it, what came out Sunday. This is Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and so that aside, I feel like a lot of people are more aware of spoilers mm-hmm. and working at a school. Like all the kids want to go see it. We're all seeing it, especially with Infinity War. When we when I did that movie MCU marathon during lunch, the lunch periods, you know, we are all highly aware of spoilers mm-hmm. uh, in that sense. So I think that might be part of why um, I've been able to avoid them. Yeah. yeah, I will say this last bit on this question. It's not this isn't my story, but it's somebody that I know within the streaming space, and I think about this all the time because I felt so bad for them. They, I can't remember if it was Infinity War or Endgame, but one of the two, they, I believe it was Endgame. It was one of the two. Um, they went, I think, the third month into the run because okay. they were tr- okay. they were trying to avoid all spoilers. They had made it all the way three months in, hadn't had a thing spoiled. They get to the theater, they walk into the auditorium, oh, no. and they spoiled it for themselves because they got there too early. And I believe they walked in right as Tony died. Oh, no. To, the amount of obstacles they went through to not get spoiled, and they were hoisted by their why, own. Why did they wait three months? Are they just because they didn't want a, a terrible crowd? They wanted a, oh, a least okay. amount of people. Because like even even that vein, I saw Endgame twice in one day. So I went yeah. the morning, and then I went again that night. And when I was waiting outside for the night run, I had I was standing outside. I'd already seen it, so I wasn't stressed. Yeah, and I had some dude that came and wait, waited next to me, and he was like, "Man, I'm so excited for this movie." He's like, "Oh yeah, me too." He's like, I heard my boy Tony gets it. And I was like, if I hadn't seen this already, that would have sucked. Like, I know. Yeah. To, like, why would you say why, that? Why would you do that? <laughs> Especially on opening weekend. Yeah. You know, like literally yeah. the, the opening day, that Friday. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I wonder if he was just, if he was intentionally trying to troll or if that was just honest. I think, it, and that's what makes it hard because we could have a whole podcast on spoiler yeah. culture, but like what makes it hard is I think it was sincerity. I think it was just like, he's excited. He wants to share. And, and it's just genuine excitement. Like, and you just slip up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned that whole podcast in the spoiler culture and just make think of it. We can have another question of the week or podcasting of the movie experience, seeing it three months later or with a group, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, I honestly see the appeal of both. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that that's our answers if you'd like to chime in on you know some of the feedback we talked about earlier or if you would like to jump in on what has been spoiled for you in the mcu you can always reach us at mcu need to know on twitter or at mcu need to know on instagram and at no and mcu we almost made an entire episode without a mess ups yeah and mcu need to know at gmail.com if you'd like to send in an email that mess up staying. It's the meta episode. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is your week to edit, too. So. It is. It is. Uh, and while you're listening, we appreciate it. If you would give us a rating, it really helps us out. Leave a review um, on Apple Podcast. Uh, you use Pocket Cast. Um, whichever one you use, it really helps us out. Uh, and please, you know... It, share with a friend uh, that way they can jump in and you join in the action and in, in having these conversations yeah yeah we'd very much appreciate that we'd also like to give a special shout out to nick sandy for the use of our theme song uh he i haven't been doing this and i'm going to start doing this now he also has a soundcloud where he has some of his own original music there too yeah we'll have to link that in the show yeah, notes yeah. yeah definitely will be linked to the show notes you should check it out he's a wonderful musician and uh, we're so grateful that he did our yeah. theme song. well and he he you met him through the streaming community yes yeah so mm-hmm. yeah it's a, it's a it's a great community come check us out yeah all right everybody thank you so much for listening yeah we'll see you next week
All right, gonna go ahead and do another test recording to see if everything sounds fine. Okay, nice testing. One, two, three. Check, check. Okay. All right, this is a test recording to see how everything sounds. Yeah, maybe if I face the right side of the mic. <laughs> eh, who needs to face the right <laughs> side anyway? All right, eventually we'll get this down. Hopefully this sounds fantastic. Uh, yes. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and do another <laughs> test recording. <laughs> oh, man. One of these test recordings is going to be the intake. It's got to be. I'm going to save this one for sure. All right, one more time. One more time. This, We're is, gonna... <laughs> this is it. We got it. We're going to get this right. This. Okay. Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. I, I was watching the monitors as we both spoke. Perfect. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we might not have an episode this week. <laughs> you know, we we've, we've done a lot of work. You can take a take a week off. Oh yeah, of course. So uh, yeah, hopefully with good luck, this will work.